Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! We just saw I, Tanya. On the count of three, we'll give our one to ten rating. One, one two, two, three, eight. eight. We tied, we tied. We tied. Okay, so we were in Boston seeing this movie. So for the first couple minutes, you're going to have to um, tolerate me trying to get out of here and pay with my ticket and stuff like that. I'll tolerate that. Okay. I about halfway through was like, no, this is not the movie I wanted it to be. And I was disappointed. And At what point was that? Um, I don't know, halfway through. But then movies often, it, they bring you on a little journey, as this one did. So the beginning and middle of it felt this funny combination of dramatic and, and also funny. So it was kind of the characters were kind of caricature a tiny bit, mm-hmm. like exaggerated, and you know it almost felt like it could be a Christopher Guest, oh, sure, yeah. you know, like it, it it had a little bit of that. Um, and I think some people will enter this movie thinking it's going to be a lot of that, like this is just going to be a funny movie, laughing at this yeah, it's ridiculous a hard, movie, hard movie to sell. I'm not surprised it didn't open as a wide release because it's. It doesn't just fit easily into biopic or right. mockumentary or um, flat-out comedy, you know. Right. It's it's a combination of these things. But I think they handled that well because the tone was shifting kind of between um, those things. Like, oh, hold on. You did it. You're welcome. That was like um, a triple axle of reaching to thanks, put David. a ticket into it. I was the first woman to ever trick it, triple axle ticket it. Razor edge of my blade. Yeah. So, yeah, I think the whole, I would say the first three quarters of this movie had that kind of shifting between funny, you know, like laughing at the buffoon that is her bodyguard you know, uh, not real bodyguard that humor didn't work so well for me uh-huh of him just it just kind of felt like uh they were kind of milking that cow a little too much yeah so but i think they kind of went for that tone for those who were kind of expecting that movie and then they also would flip to the you know there was a lot of um abuse and yeah uh, moments that were not funny and felt pretty uncomfortable, but I but three quarters of the way through, I thought, ah, the, I don't want it to just be this, you know, mm-hmm. this movie that just can't decide on its tone. Mm-hmm. And then it switches to, I'd say, the last quarter feels very sincere. Yeah. Um, and I cried multiple times. I cried too. And it's kind of like exactly what. It's it's basically saying I'm gonna meet you, audience member, wherever you are. Do you think this is a funny story? Do you think this is a tragic story? I don't know, but I'm going to give you what you think until the end, and then I'm gonna get 
a little a little more realistic and sincere and kind of make you face maybe a different side of it than you expected yeah i agree i think uh this is a really creative inventive movie yes um i if you've heard me speak on biopics before i have a, a lot of problems with uh some of the biopic tropes that show themselves and this movie avoided a lot of the trappings that i get really annoyed by what i I think worked with this is like um interwoven interviews i thought that helped a lot to kind of ground us in today as opposed to just trying to make us feel like everything's happening uh cradle to grave style like a lot of biopics do i also like the fourth wall breaking moment I i think it could have um introduced the breaking of the fourth wall when when the characters are talking to the camera i think they could have introduced that a little bit better but after the second time it happened, I was on board for it each yeah. time after that. Uh, I just it just needed to have a little bit more graceful of a inter- introduction, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, it was just a it was just a stylish movie. It felt like it was pretty long. Uh, the running time was pretty long. Yeah, it did feel long. And there were definitely scenes that I think could have been trimmed or mm-hmm. cut all together. Mm-hmm. That that's the main thing I would say leads to my eight versus a higher score because uh-huh. I I thought it it was a. It was a lot, again, a lot more inventive movie than uh, I've seen that kind of fits into a biopic genre. Okay, so I also, there were moments where I also was saying, this movie feels kind of long, which surprises me. But I, thinking back now, there's not one scene that really sticks out to me like usual where I'm like, cut it. So is there one for you that's like that? Um, There's a point like three quarters through that I felt like was starting to drag a little bit. I uh-huh. forget exactly what was happening plot-wise. Uh-huh. But um, I remember just... Oh, I, you know, I think it was around the uh, staging of the hit. Uh-huh. I thought that stuff was dragged out a little bit too much. Specifically, Galuli kind of reacting to it and in the aftermath. I thought that uh-huh. stuff was just dragged out too much. I think that they're trying to show the question of whether he was complicit entirely in the planning of it or not but it just felt like spinning wheels to me a little bit yeah that that could have been tightened i can see that also i I really liked the the way the skate scenes were shot really close up i want to ask you about that what i don't like about them is i'm not sure if it was budget or just um they didn't properly uh proof of concept but so they they face replaced margot robbie right which you can kind of tell yeah sometimes it really looked bad and so that took me out of it. Uh, the the little girl at the beginning who is young, you know, young Tanya Harding. Yeah. That stuff was particularly bad face replacement. And it was better with Margot Robbie. I'm sure they did more proof of concept stuff with her than with the little girl and uh, had trouble pulling it off. Um, I really liked the scene where it's kind of like from the epilogue where she's talking about boxing and it juxtaposes her slow motion doing a triple axel with uh, her being knocked out. Yeah. I thought that was really great. Kind of a, a rise and fall all interwoven. And yeah, I, I cried during the uh, sentencing. Oh, um, for, that's when it started and yeah. then I kind of just kept going. Yeah. For me. And I, I almost started crying again in the credits when they show the full um, tape of, I think it's the, the first time she does the triple axel, right? That's the tape mm-hmm, that we're seeing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. It's re- very rewarding to see that after you've seen all that she went through. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think 
one of my favorite scenes was when she's in the mirror before her before the lace issue mm-hmm. and she's putting on her blush and she just does the two lines kind of war paint like yeah and then rubs them in but I really like that scene I think that actress has done a great job with just her expressions mm-hmm. of this kind of screwing her face up to look like she knows she needs it to look uh-huh. in order to be accepted or whatever yeah. you know um, even though she's crying and I just I loved it I loved her putting on the makeup doesn't even look beautiful it looks kind of uh, garish you know yeah um, or, and she puts it on kind of rough like she, it's a little more gritty right um, than like delicately putting on your mascara right um and you know and her trying hard not to cry and then putting and I, so this is something I, I want to talk about is I was young enough that I don't think I was I didn't really have perspective or or an ability at the time when this was happening to to have um, yeah like I didn't know that she ima- was perceived as a redneck at all right I didn't either or to, to be able to imagine a different perspective you know so I'm realizing while I was watching this that I was taking what the media was giving me hook line and sinker yeah you know I actually remember very clearly not liking either Tanya or Nancy as far as who I wanted to win. I loved Katerina Vitt. <laughs> <laughs> so at the time, I remember rooting for her and getting a little tired of all the coverage that Nancy Kerrigan was getting and Tanya Harding was getting. But I do remember being like eye-rolling with her whole lace thing and her crying over the laces. And uh-huh. I remember thinking like ugh she's just doing that to to make a scene or uh-huh. to get attention or and I as I was watching it I just had this wave of guilt you know yeah <laughs> I was one of those people you know she talks at the end like you're you're my abusers yeah it's <laughs> like oh gosh I mean I get a little bit of uh forgiveness hopefully because I was I don't know how young were we I don't know if I want to do the math <laughs> we were younger but yeah, I don't know. It, she really was created as this villain. Um, and Nancy in her angely white lacy, you know, it yeah. just reminded me of all those images, which I saw a lot of because mm. I very much loved the Olympics and ice skating. I love the very beginning and the very end. You were hinting at this earlier, but this... Uh fish out of water feeling it's quite clear at the very beginning based on the way that mother's acting that these type of people do not skate and it just it's like she tried on a pair of skates and by accident just fell in love with it her becoming a boxer wouldn't surprise you one bit it's like her life groomed her to be a boxer yeah and yet somehow she found herself in skates yeah and so here we have a boxer who's also prodigy skater yeah um which what a wonderful story and too bad that's not the one that we could hear about at the time i do remember her face like the way she smiled being i remember being young and yeah and thinking like ah you know her smile was very um almost aggressive looking or you know not not the type of smile that I was <laughs> that you would expect. Right. So I really liked that they um, bottled that up. 
She did a great job. Yeah. Oz did CJ. CJ, yeah. CJ, CJ, CJ. How outrageous the image of her actual mother at the end with the fur coat and the bird. Yeah, I, I just assumed that the bird was just a, a idea the director had. Oh, I knew. Because of the whole, like, these interviews are based on actual interviews. We are uh, not being ironic. Uh-huh. Um... I was like, that. you don't invent a bird biting uh. an ear. Like, that's not a thing <laughs> that had to have existed. But I was delighted to see how spot on yeah. that was. A friend of mine shared uh, a new Sufjan Stevens song that's called Tanya Harding or Tanya, talking about very similar things that the movie does, how we are complicit in Tanya being a tragic hero as opposed to just a hero. Yeah, we're complicit. Yeah. That's that's what that's what it is, David. <laughs> that's how I feel like I left it, and that's how I almost wanted to. You know, I yeah. almost I was went to this feeling like I want to face something in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and we did. But yes, David played me that song, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Soup John song about Tony Harding. I th- that song also made me cry, and continues to. So I think. <laughs> I was also going into this movie wanting it to be a similar experience to the Soup John Stevens song, which is probably an unfair uh, comparison or expectation. Yeah. <laughs> but now I'd say they're a pretty fun pairing, those two things. Oh, I guess I just, it was a great example. Just one of those American, you know, like Soup John's, like she's this American hero. You know, talk about like grit. I feel like. She has more grit than any other person that I can think of. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrity or athlete. Just an example of how much more she had to do because of how much less she had to start with. Right. And that's a very common, unfortunately, that's a very common American story for so many people for so many reasons. When I think of uh, Olympic athletes... And this is probably true for some of them, but certainly not all of them. Uh, certainly not all of them internationally. I, I think of them as uh, people who have been bankrolled to uh, yeah, spend nine to five preparing for the games. And clearly, Tanya Harding didn't have the ability to do that. She had no. to work. She as, was making her costumes. She was yeah, making costumes. She was, what was she, waitressing? She yeah. Was, and yeah, and, and now, you know, post-Olympics... She's a landscaper. She's yeah. doing making decks. Right. Um, and I think it's a it's a good reminder that professional athletes or you know Olympic athletes for a certain part of their life they are doing one thing a whole lot and then their time is up and they have to pivot somehow. Yeah. And most of them can't do that completely yeah. understandably. And so it makes me really feel a lot of compassion for people who devote their life to something that they know is fleeting. Um, yeah. Just the, the risk that they'll perhaps never recover and do something that gives them even half as much fulfillment again. It's a pretty heartbreaking. Man, that's inspiring. Gosh, I don't know if there's anything that could have gotten me in the Olympic spirit more than this movie. And it doesn't... I have to admit that it doesn't take much to get me in the Olympic spirit. We're pretty avid Olympic uh, watchers. But this is exactly the kind of story that makes me value yeah. 
Olympic sports as opposed to just any sport. There's a difference. Yeah. I think this will enrich my uh, experience watching the various, oh, here's this athlete's backstory. You know, those are just very surface level, but I'll be looking for all kinds of extra little hints that the story goes deeper, just like this movie shows. Yeah, and being a little suspicious of the media. (laughs) Just kidding. The media is us. It's not, there's not a media in us. Right. The media is us. They do what we want. (laughs) Um, More, more, more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved when she says, you know, they they sued um, when she was potentially going to be kicked off the Olymp- the American team mm-hmm. and sh- I think it's one of the to the camera moments where she says like and who are we kidding was it NBC CBS whoever at the time was yeah hosting was he, she, they were like they were there's no way they would have let this story go right. there's no way I would have been kicked off <laughs> they want to make sure that I was on yeah. there for this um, story to carry them through the Olympics right that that's a pretty rotten reality, but it's very, very true. Well, we need to take our phones off airplane mode because my sister Katie Ooh. has been induced today to go into labor uh, for medical reasons. Ooh, so, girl. I want to continue to hear those updates. Yeah. So, sorry guys. Baby on the way. It's baby time. <laughs> See you later. See you Bye. after baby time. <laughs>